0: Welcome to another episode of That's Life with me, Shelby Parker. Lindsay Book and I went to high school together some years ago now, and although we weren't incredibly close at the time, she was always very encouraging and sweet every time I passed her in the halls. She was basically this little ray of sunshine everywhere she went, and you're about to meet her. I've only seen her a couple times in person since high school ended, but thanks to the power of social media, I've followed her life as she's become a fitness instructor, grown in ministry and her calling as well as becoming a social media influencer herself, though she doesn't necessarily think of herself as one. She's someone I've admired for her joy and attitude towards life. She's hilarious, creative, and a true representation of what it means to follow Jesus and live out his calling for our lives. I had the best time catching up with her yesterday, as I asked her about how she's been taking care of herself in this time at home, what it looks like to find your identity, and knowing your worth. Also, in case you hear some beeps or dings in the middle of the show, please ignore it. That would be the notifications coming through my computer. So without further ado, here's the latest episode of That's Life. Hey, welcome to my first podcast with you. Woo! Um, so first off, how have you been?
1: I have been good. It's been an overwhelming time in quarantine, right. just, uh, lots of high highs and low lows. I've been like saying to all my friends, it's like an emotional roller coaster.
0: Yeah, for it's sure. So um, I mean, we were just talking. It's, it's an adjustment.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm so used to like hanging out with people and like going into work and um, like going and teaching. And cycling, and now it's just we're doing it all from home, and it's it yeah. is like such an adjustment. But there are a lot of good things too that I think come from it. But
0: overall, I'm
1: good. We're good. Yeah, <laughs> it'll all I, be. It,
0: okay. It's helped people get more creative, um, you Absolutely. know, and just just in the ways that we do contact each other, and you know, just creating in general.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Um. So, how have you been keeping keeping busy during this time?
1: I have been, um, just writing a lot, spending a lot of time reading my Bible and kind of getting back into a routine of like deeper study. Um, I have been brainstorming a lot. I'm like in the middle of rebranding and coming out with new content and just figuring out like a game plan. I had one set for January and, um, it just, you know, things just don't work out. So it's good to have this time now to kind of like collect and self-reflect. But I've been doing that. I recently got into walking. So I walk, I walk like four miles a day.
0: Oh, wow. I just like, I out. walk two, but not four miles a day.
1: I try and, well, I have like a Fitbit. So I try and get all okay. my stuff in. Nice. So like, uh, I think 10,000 steps is like almost four miles. So I try and get all those in. But other than that, like just hanging out with my husband and working on stuff. We watch movies every night.
0: (laughs) What's the best one you've seen so far?
1: Oh, Heavyweights on Disney Plus. Have you ever seen that movie?
0: I don't think so. If so, it's been years.
1: Oh my gosh. It is the funniest movie. It's about (laughs) this kid and he gets let out on summer vacation and his parents send him to fat camp.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw it on Disney channel. Like, okay. Yeah. Oh
1: gosh. Shelby, yeah, you no. have to watch it. It is just the darn funniest. It's my, it's nice. It's like my favorite movie now. I could watch it a million times because it just reminds me like life's too short and right. it just makes me laugh too. It's just funny. It's really quirky.
0: And I feel like we need those movies right now. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> I keep watch dramas. Yeah. I was watching
1: dramas in the beginning and I was like my anxiety was already peaked and then it got higher and I was like, What am I doing to myself?
0: I know. I've been watching more dramas and I'm like, okay, I think after this I'm gonna need a comedy because it's just too much.
1: Oh, I'll send them your way. Heavyweight. Awesome. Um anything on Disney Plus I feel like is super lighthearted unless you go into Star Wars. True. It's just really hard. Yeah,
0: and even <laughs> that's not not too bad.
1: No, no, not too bad.
0: <laughs> um So I know you've been, you know, you've really been honing in on your content on Instagram and that's kind of become like your platform, if you will. Um, And especially lately, you've been promoting like self-care and, you know, funny memes and just, you know, all around good, good feeling um, content. Mm -hmm. Um, So during this quarantine, you know, what is your, what is taking care of yourself look like?
1: um well as far as my social media goes in the beginning i kind of felt like i was like oh i need to post about the coronavirus i need mm-hmm. to like get my followers informed like i have an obligation and then i listened to this this um podcast actually <laughs> and it said they said if you produce feel-good, fun content. That's what people are going to you for. They're not going to you for the news. And I was like, okay, true. I don't need to become a news source. So right. yes, I'm sharing a lot of feel-good, happy stuff because I think that's what we need right now. We need to kind of keep our minds off of things that we can't control. But some ways that I've been taking care of myself are, um, man, just like, contacting my friends, mm-hmm. FaceTime my friends all the time. And just, um, in the beginning of, of quarantine, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I started organizing everything in my house. I organized every single last bit to where
0: I had nothing else to organize by the end of it. And now I saw some I- of your posts and I was like, Oh man, I feel guilty. I have, you know, piles of stuff everywhere. I should really be cleaning now.
1: Oh my gosh. No, don't put any pressure on yourself because we all deal with things differently. For me, yeah. like cleaning is a coping mechanism.
0: True. I clean
1: because I have issues. <laughs> so, I wish I had that problem. People are really impressed, but really I'm like, no, I'm literally a psychopath. <laughs> like, it's really so, just be happy that you're normal. Uh, well, yeah, I know we're all weird to a <laughs> degree, <laughs> but I been I've been cleaning and organizing and just, I guess kind of trying to get into routine again. I feel like we kind of all hit a reset button, Mm -hmm. but, and that kind of helps me with my self care because when everything is taken care of in my home, I know I can focus in on what I need to. um, And just getting a group with that, but I've been reading my word and Mm -hmm. um, I guess like starting Bible studies, like I am just, I've needed to stay connected to people. So everything has been, I guess, like around that is one for me staying connected, but then two, helping people stay connected to like good thoughts, yeah. <laughs> positive, positive, positive times, positive because yeah. we're not in positive times, we're no. really in positive times, but like just positive thoughts and feelings and. Um, also just like encouraging people to run to the Lord. Cause I know some of my followers, they're not Christian and mm-hmm. that's, you know, everyone has their own choice and their own freedom in that. But I know that my freedom and my stability comes from him. Right. So I can't help but share that.
0: Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, and you do a great job of, you know, just accepting everyone or, you know, letting people know that they're, they're welcome there, that that's a safe space.
1: Thank you. I try that. It's hard. A lot of Christians are just controlling. Like it yeah. comes from a place of like pride when we try and force other people into religion. In my yeah. this is my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I've tried to just like humble myself and realize like I've I I don't know everything there is to know. And we're all in a process and in a journey. And if mm-hmm. I try and force someone into something, it's like that's saying something about the God that I serve and I don't right. serve a God that's forceful. I serve a God who's relentless in pursuit of me that yeah. he'll never force my hand in things, you know? Yeah.
0: And it's like, it usually backfires when it's the other way. Oh, totally. yeah. yeah. With anything.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, for those who might be, you know, struggling, whether it's depression, anxiety, or just, you know, making time for themselves, like with exercise and, um, just taking care of themselves in in this time you know what would you recommend to them or do you have any advice um i
1: yeah i've had a really it, being like an instructor you would think like my exercise game is on point it is not yeah. <laughs> I have had a really hard time because I fuel, I don't know if it's a competitive spirit in me or what, but like taking my spin classes at home, it's just not the same as being in the studio and like trying to beat someone else's uh, whatever RPM they're hitting. Yeah. Um, So that's been really hard for me, but I would say that we've all experienced a bit of depression and anxiety through this. Every single person on earth, like if someone told me they weren't anxious about this situation, not even for a second, I wouldn't believe them. Okay. And I kind of started to feel like a lot of depression and anxiety early on in the first three weeks. So I guess I've only been good for one week cause we're on week four, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but in that I, um, I started to talk to people that I trust and just share with them like thoughts that I was having, feelings Mm -hmm. that I was having. Um, I got a hold of my counselor and did like a phone call with her. That is such a good like resource. I think there's a lot of shame in Mm -hmm. going into counseling when it's, it's ridiculous because we all need to sort out things. We all have a past. We all have emotions that can sometimes get out of hand. Um, and then in like a holistic way, mm-hmm. I, and I've been on anti-anxiety depression uh, medication before, but mm-hmm. through struggling with that in the past, I learned that what I feed myself really manipulates what I, what, mm-hmm. how my brain works and how it flows. So mm-hmm. I started to cut out the junk. Okay. First mm-hmm. week we were in quarantine. I went to Trader Joe's and I bought eight pizzas mm-hmm. and I ate them eight days in a row. I just couldn't stop, and I bought like a big old bottle of Valley Ranch. So anyway, so I've been eating really clean meals um, mm-hmm. and trying to limit my snacking because I I nervous eat. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just eating, 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 and then my other kind of holistic way that I deal with it is I diffuse essential oils. Mm-hmm. I love Young Living oils. I yes. don't know what it is about them; they're special. Me too. So, so I diffuse those every night as I'm getting ready for bed, like as I'm brushing my teeth, washing my face, and um, they kind of help me wind down. So, other than praying nonstop,
0: those yeah. are some things that I. <laughs> that, those are some additions. And
1: I really am trying to get back into exercising, um, and not just give up halfway through my workout because it's important for our health. Mm-hmm. And our mental health, too. And anyone who's dealing with depression or anxiety, if you get to the point where you are suicidal or you feel thoughts of harm towards yourself, don't be afraid to call the suicide hotline. Don't be afraid to tell someone because there's no shame in it. I've been through that.
0: Mm -hmm. I've been
1: suicidal before. So that's kind of what I would say about all of that.
0: Definitely. Because I think this just adds like, you know, if you're already struggling with that, this just kind of, you know.
1: Oh, it piles on top of
0: it. It piles on top. And it's, it's hard, I think, because we can't see that end in sight with, with most seasons or, you know, it's just hard to navigate.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, I guess going back to the social media thing, how did you kind of get into that? Or like, did you set out to like, Hey, I'm going to be a social media influencer (laughs) or, you know, what was your, what was your thought behind that?
1: Well. Um I still don't consider myself an influencer. <laughs> I I seriously don't. Like I don't think about it that way. But um well I was I've been on Instagram since I was I think a junior in high school. Okay. And I loved Instagram. I thought it was fun yeah. when it came out with Instagram stories. You can make people laugh, you could write intentional okay. posts cuz I'm really like a thought provoked person. And um I I really struggled with comparison. I went through a really hard time in my life and I took off, excuse me. I just burped. I took off (laughs) social media for a year. Mm. So mama was gone. She said, I'm out of the office and I ain't coming back. (laughs) So I decided I was like, "Mm, I'm done with this. So I took a break and I thought, you know, if I come back, I come back. If I don't, I don't. Mm -hmm. And while I was off of social media, I got super involved in YouTube and I was just sucked. I was just sucked in. And I just really felt like the Lord wanted me to share more about my life, share more about what, what was going on in my life, what I liked, what I, what I was going through and what, what has helped me. And that year was a huge year of growth. There's a lot of details I won't get into, but a lot of growth happened in that year, 2018. So then when 2019 came around, I got back on Instagram in January. I started my YouTube channel and I started to grow. Um, I haven't been making YouTube videos for a while now. I feel like I lost my my drive in that, but it really pushed me to grow on Instagram. So it was really crazy yeah. because I had like a really low, um, I, I had like, a low point, started making YouTube videos, got Mm -hmm. back on social media, and then, um, grew my channel up, and then my social media just followed, but even when I stopped making YouTube videos, my Instagram just kept growing, so I was, like, blown away by that, super thankful for it, I'm still thankful, I hope I can hit 10k in the next six months, which I think I will.
0: Let's get it there,
1: (laughs) but, um, (laughs) But yeah, so I just, I I just started creating content and people liked it. And I, I guess, you know, people will associate you with emotions that they feel towards you. And I'm just happy that when people think of me, they know that when they come to my page, they're going to get authenticity, motivation, encouragement, and just godliness because That's what I want. I want people to feel those things when they think of me, and I'm happy that they feel confident to like share that with others or their friends. And yeah, it's been so fun. I I love it. Honestly, I wouldn't change it for anything, even when it can be demanding or even when I'm going through things where I'm hesitant to share, but I end up sharing and it like really impacts someone's life. Right. I'm wow. No regrets. (laughs) So that's how I got into it. Was just I just had a burden on my
0: heart, and I let yeah, us start sharing. Yeah. Um, speaking of that encouragement, you know, I knew you in high school and you were always one of the most encouraging people. Like, I just remember passing you in the hall and like, I don't really remember us having like super in-depth conversations or anything, but I just remember like, I would wait for like this one specific class and I'd always see you and you just, you know, you were always just like a little ball of sunshine, like just so full of encouragement and you know, excitement. Um, how do you, have you always been that way for one? And how do you find that? Um, I guess, how do you find that encouragement?
1: I love this question so much. And thank you so much. You're so sweet. Um, I always like thought you were the sweetest too. I was like, (laughs) Shelby.
0: She's so sweet. I feel like we just always kinda had that connection with each other. Yeah, it was just totally. like an unspoken thing. Uh-huh. I don't know.
1: No, I agree. Um yeah, so I had a really hard life growing up. Um, my dad left before I was born. I didn't meet him until I was nineteen and I don't have a relationship. I literally met him and that was it. It was kind mm-hmm. of like I don't know if I would call it a bucket list thing, but it was kind right. of it was kind of like facing my Goliath, honestly. Um, so not having like a father in my life, it was, it made me struggle with different things, but I would say that God placed the right people in my life to remind my, me of who I am Mm -hmm. in Christ. And I just, That's just always been my mindset is it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks of who I am because I know who I am in the Lord. So people can have opinions of you. And a lot of people allow those opinions to affect or dominate the way you act, the way you think, the way you perform as a person. But that's really allowing other people to influence who you are Mm -hmm. and not like surrendering that to the Lord. And I guess I just learned that really early on. Um. I think too, just my personality type is I always try to see the good Mm -hmm. in bad situations um, that we face in life. So you can throw the worst possible situation at me and I will just, I don't know why I just lean on the bright side. So I think it's a little bit of both is just that when you face hard things in life, you have an option to either let them hold you back or propel you into a positive, I guess like just a positive lifestyle and mindset. Like I, I had a series on my YouTube channel where I share about my father and mm-hmm. just everything that I went through <clears throat> in that situation. And instead of allowing that to that situation to define me as, oh, I'm just this fatherless, broken, sad little girl No, I am someone who has a story to share. I have found a father in God that I could never, ever have on this earth. And I'm going to help use my story to help other people find healing. And Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I get messages from people who find those videos from all over the world. I had a girl message me two weeks ago and I came out with that series literally last year. She messaged me two weeks ago and she was like, I'm from New Zealand. I found you on YouTube. I was like, what in the world is happening? But that is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. It's just being able to share that. So, um, I've been really thankful for the people that God has placed in my life that have really taught me that you're not defined by your situation, but it's what you do with your situation that defines you. And I think that that's like the truest thing I have ever heard. And it always rings in my mind, even when it's like, I can't find my car keys. I'm like, don't let this define you. You're not going to get angry because of this. They're somewhere in the house. Just calm down. Cause I'm angry when I can't find my car keys right. or even a bigger situation. When I have a conflict with a friend or a coworker, it's like, you know what? You just got to take a deep breath and realize yeah. like, sometimes a situation can make, make you really upset or frustrated or mad, mm-hmm. but it's not what defines you. It's, it's like, allow it to just pass. Mm-hmm. And then Take from it what you learn and um, help it to make you a better person, not someone who's more callous or frustrated or all of these different
0: things. Right. I love that. Um, You know, you mentioned that you've had the right people come into your life. Um, Who are some of the the people or the women that have, you know, kind of been alongside you and helped you grow over the years? Um, And how do you think that's helped you in wanting to basically mentor, you know, younger females or in general?
1: Um, I would say that my grandmother was, she's always been my favorite person. She's not here anymore. She passed Mm -hmm. away maybe like four years ago. I don't keep track because I ain't trying to keep track of that sadness. (laughs) But she, oh my gosh, she was a hoot. she was the funniest person I knew. She did the goofiest things. She didn't care about anything anyone thought about her. She would dance anywhere with anyone. And she was just a, a bundle of joy. Like she just cracked me yeah, up always. So she was always like my role model. And I do think I get a lot of my goofiness and my extrovertedness and just my joy from her example in my life. Definitely. And, um, I just think that she shaped that in me. And then for my more spiritual, like kind of just like people that really helped me find my identity in Christ are like my, my she's like my mom, her name's Jody Buford. She is the funniest, <laughs> but she's also like one of the strongest women that I know. Mm-hmm. And she was my seventh grade English teacher. And, um, I did not like her when I first met her. I hated her. And one time I cut my bangs in junior high and they were like crooked. They were terrifying. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. And I walked into her class and she said something to me and I went home and I told my mom that my teacher was a bully. Like I said all these <laughs> crazy things and I would like, I just didn't like her. She turned out to be one of the most impactful people in my life. Of course, God always like, isn't has that the way life. it goes? <laughs> Because one day i I don't know what it was, but I just went into her um, into her classroom and we started talking, and I realized like, wow, she's just the realest person ever. I love her, and you know those those hangouts turned into me babysitting her kids and mm-hmm. uh, just being mentored by her, and she really taught me about like finding my strength in God, how we can be in the middle of a storm in our life that feels like it's never ending. But if we keep our eyes fixed on Christ, there's nothing that will shift that. Mm. And, um, her husband like walked me down the aisle and they, Mm. her whole family has played such a huge role in my life. Like her kids are like my siblings and I lived with them for a time when I graduated high school. Like they're just, they're like my second family. Yeah husband's black and I call my black dad straight up in my phone black dad I love him but um but yeah so she's she's another person and then um I would say just the last person would be Jeff Ward who is actually my bible teacher at high in high school mm-hmm. okay he is like he is one of my father figures who he and my black dad they walked me down the aisle they're like They are both so significant in my life because Mm -hmm. I feel like they are the two men who really just, I knew I could go to and ask advice or just, um, they were just understanding and like, I just appreciated the way that they would kind of just helped me navigate through different situations. And when I was in relationships, he always gave me like the fatherly advice that yeah. I needed to like, yeah, face my boyfriends or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but I really appreciated Ward because he, he always taught me to run to the Lord and just man, to run to God and to run to his word. When I had questions, Mm-hmm. And not to just be someone who is like a wave toss and fro by the sea, but someone who's rooted and grounded in God's word. So I know if I have a question about the Lord or about life or different gray areas that God's word will provide answers. And especially, especially too when things are just wild in life, like going to the Lord and, and seeking him. But those, those people have been so influential. And then my mom like raised me. Yeah. So she, duh, like, she's like an obvious hero in my yeah. life. Basically like she poured everything out into putting me into private school and she like didn't date. She dedicated her life to raising me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I would, we fought like all mothers and daughters yeah. do, <laughs> but when I finally, um, when I finally got married. I feel like my mom has become just my best friend and someone that I know I can rely on. But even as a kid, I can look back—hindsight mm-hmm. is twenty-twenty—and see how much she she wanted so desperately for me to be a woman who knew her identity and wouldn't waver from it. And I mm-hmm. owe so much of who I am today to her, ultimately. And I'm so thankful for her. And she's cute and funny too.
0: <laughs> she is. I've seen your post about her. She says, oh, "Like." Yeah craziest things. I love her. She's wild. <laughs> she really is. I'm like, gosh, darn. I'll never be between you, your mom and your grandma. I bet you guys were unstoppable together.
1: Oh, we were a force we reckoned with. We were like the golden girls, three musketeers. We were a tribe.
0: <laughs> love that. <laughs> um, so, you know, what would you tell women, young women who are still you know, trying to figure out their path or finding out who they are? Oh man. I mean, that's kind of a big question, but
1: (laughs) it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, you know, I would say that you have to look at your past. You have to look at it. It's hard. It's not easy. It's messy. Mm -hmm. It is not easy to look back and see Hard things that we've gone through, bad choices that we've made, choices that have affected us that other people made, Mm -hmm. things that people have done to hurt us um, you name it. Our past is not easy to navigate through, um, especially if you have a hard childhood. But it's the only way I think that we can move forward in life is to face those demons and to really sort through. You know, why am I the way that I am? Why am I, why do I act the ways that I do? Why do I fail in the ways that I do? I went to counseling in 2018 for nine months straight, week to week. Mm. It was a lot. Yeah. And it was difficult. And there were some days when I walked in the counseling office and I, my counselor's name's Deborah. So I call her Deb. I'd go, Hey Deb, what's up? And I'd just be, Oh, I don't want to face any of my problems today. And she'd be like, Oh, we're going to have that kind of a session. I was like, "Oh, Deb, yeah, it's going to be that way. <laughs> and then there were the, the sessions where it was like, I walked in falling immediately, just ready to like face those things, cry through it, work through it. And in order to grow, I just think that that's the first place to start is to look back on your past, be willing to face it and fight it because we have to look back on it to break the habits that we are carrying over into the present and eventually into the the future. And, um, I would say like a lot of my confidence comes from facing my brokenness.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And once you have faced that, although it is a lifelong journey, once you've spent time really zoning in on that working through those things, learning how to break habits, learning how to cope with the realities of your past that you truly cannot change that have made you a lot of, in a lot of the ways that you are today, then I think it's easy to accept mm-hmm. the the power that God has to make us new. Right. And to just move forward and empower other people to push through, to face their fears, to face their brokenness. It's all step-by-step and our culture is so instantaneous. We want things now. We want to drive through. I want to talk about burrito. It's going to take me like 50 seconds to get it, drive Mm -hmm. through, order, pull up, all that. But that's not how life works emotionally. So we've kind of screwed ourselves up. Mm -hmm. But if we're willing to take the long haul, take the approach to getting our minds right, I think that that's how like. I always tell people like you have to face your past in order to get into really like what you want to do, how you want to help others. And if our lives aren't centered around helping others, we really, we're really doing a disservice to the world. You know, I think that there's, that there is, um, there's this kind of like, there's this side of life that people are so obsessed with helping others that they never get to help themselves, mm. and it's like, wow, you're like doing a disservice to the world by not helping yourself. Like you're, yeah. so, we're so much more impactful when our plate is tr- truly empty. Sometimes we're like, we're just gonna pile on other people's things, and mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to really like clear our own plate. So, because um, I found that when I went through counseling and I worked through all of those things. That's when I was able to start my YouTube channel and actually share parts of my life that are so difficult to share, but right. do it without feeling that pain and that burden and that baggage. And mm-hmm. there are days where I still like have to get on my knees when I wake up and say, God, I'm your daughter. I'm loved by you. My identity is found in you. I'm not defined by whether or not people like photos or comment on my stories or mm-hmm. whether or not my friends reply to my text messages those things don't matter in comparison to how much you love me yeah. and how you've healed me and how I accept that
0: healing really so it's a sucky answer but it's the truth yeah. <laughs> it's good i mean that that is how that's life <laughs> um yeah. that's how it goes but but i think those are some like really beneficial and practical answers for for young women and just anyone that's, that's still going down this path of life. Mm -hmm. Um, so do you have anything else you would like to add or share about?
1: I do. I have a little something, something on my heart. I don't know why. Okay. (laughs) I don't know who this is for out there, but If you're with someone who doesn't uplift and value you and build you up, you need to break up with them. (laughs) There Mm -hmm. is power in a spouse, in a life partner, in a boyfriend, whoever, maybe even a friend Mm -hmm. that is encouraging and uplifting and sets you straight when you need to be set straight Mm -hmm. and comes, comes around you with love when you need to be loved. And I think that there are a lot of just, unhealthy relationships in the world and in life and um that really affects people's mentality and it can really affect your depression how you view yourself and you know it's not just enough to know that God um loves me and God has called us to be in community with other believers to help us remember that always because there are going to be days where I don't, I don't remember that where I don't know that. And I need, yeah, exactly. I I need my husband to come alongside me. I need my best friends to come alongside me, to lift me up, to remind me where my help comes from. It comes from the Lord. Yeah, And, um, I don't know why, but I was thinking about toxic relationships right now because a lot Mm -hmm. of the things that we're talking about you're getting help or you're starting a project or mm-hmm. you're looking at your past. Yeah. Um, we can stay in toxic relationships and we can be fearful because we have dependency on them. We can be fearful to cut them out mm-hmm. because we think like, Oh, what would I do without A, B and C when right? really it's like, when you have that healing that you're going through, it's going to yeah. bring out people that you need to cut out. Yeah. And so I just was, I just want to encourage people like if you have a dream, if you have a goal, if you want to deal with your brokenness, you have to be willing to be aware that there are going to be people that you have to separate yourself, um, in order to do that. And you just deserve, you truly do. You deserve people in your life who love you, who encourage you and believe in your plan in your vision and in your dream. When yeah. I make YouTube videos, all my best. Friends watch my YouTube videos. They even if it just plays on in the background and they're not like focused on it. Yeah. And when I have a problem or an issue, I know when I call one of my friends or when I ask Dominique, their Mm -hmm. first response is going to be to pray for me. Their first response is going to be, "Have you talked to God about this?" They're going to challenge me in those ways to keep me healthy and to keep my spirituality in check. And we are so complacent in our Christianity today that we don't do those things and those things are what keep us abiding in the lord and i just think they're yeah. so 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 important yeah. so that's my last my last thing i guess one more thing <laughs> is if anyone had any questions from today or yeah. just want to reach out and chat my dms are always open <laughs> awesome
0: and where can they find you
1: oh you can find me on instagram at Lindsay Book. Underscore L I N D S A Y B O O K underscore on Instagram. I have a Facebook page too if you want to slide into my DMs there, which <laughs> maybe there's some older women who would. It's just book. ebook. And uh, I recently got a Twitter just at Lindsay.
0: Look at you just reaching all those platforms.
1: I'm just trying. I'm trying. Check me out on TikTok. <laughs>
0: Yes, I've loved your, your TikTok videos and your all the, like, late-night random posts that you've, you know, posted on Instagram. I'm a Someone <laughs> needs to take oh. those
1: sunglasses and put them away from me.
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much for for talking to me today. I've loved getting to hear more about your story and just catching up with you, really.
1: I know. Thank you so much for having me. I hope this is good for people to hear and and blesses some people. And just thank you so much for like inviting me to share on your platform. That is so cool. I'm like truly honored.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm sure it will touch many people.
1: Oh, thank you, Shelby. I appreciate it.